It's the How Games Make Money podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Grubb from GamesBeat.com. This is the show where I talk to people working in and around games and ask them one thing. How do you make a living in this business? I try to put out an episode every Friday, but I I have serious ADHD, so that's not always going to happen. This episode, I talk with Eliana Russi and Gustavo Steinberg. Eliana and Gustavo are part of the team in charge of putting together the Big Festival, which is the Brazilian Indie Games Festival every year. I talk to them about what it's like to put together the show, especially now in a world where they have to go digital because of COVID-19. First, thank you for listening. You can get more from me at gamespeed.com. Email the podcast at jeff.grub at gmail.com with the subject line, How Games Make Money. Or reach out on Twitter. I'm at Jeff Grubb. The show is at HGMM Show. Let's get to Eliana and Gustavo. They helped me understand what it's like to put, put together a big festival like this. They also really gave me uh, a good understanding of why you would want to do something like this. Bring the world to you. Don't always go chasing after people's time in, in other places. Uh, it, it seems really smart, and they do a good job. Let's get to that conversation right now. Let's get right into it. Joining me now is Eliana Russi. Go ahead and say hello to everybody. Hi, everybody. This is Eliana from Brazil. And Gustavo Steinberg. Say hi. Hello, guys. Gustavo from Big Festival in Brazil. Thank you both for joining me so much. So um, let's just start, you know, Big Festival. Uh, What is it like putting that together? Like you mean in general or? Yeah, in general. Let's start from the top. Let's start from like the high <laughs> okay. level. Like what is it like just uh, if you were talking to someone off the street and had to explain what you do? Let's let's start there. Well, it all started eight years ago when we realized that there was no serious games festival going on in Brazil and in Latin America. So we, we're all from, you know, like movies and TV and uh, creative industries uh, the partners that got together, and we said uh, we should totally do it. And then we started to put things together to get inspiration from other festivals, other established festivals like IGF, Indicate, and other festivals around the world. I uh, saw so a little bit of inspiration from a very important animation festival that exists here in Brazil called Anima Mundi, and also our experiences in general from festivals and markets. Uh, I then invited a very Soon after, I invited Eliana to join the effort because Eliana, she can explain further, but she has a very solid background with, uh, you know, uh, bringing uh, companies from the creative industries to, to markets around the world and creating the opportunities for co-productions and investments and so on. And that's how, more or less how the team started. I deal with the festival, meaning like everything that has to do more with B2C and infrastructure of the festival. And uh, Eliana deals with uh, the B2B side, like bringing companies together, bringing speakers and bringing like investors and everybody. And uh, it started very small. Uh, Well, it started like the first edition. It was very curious because uh, there were just a few uh, game studios in Brazil and they didn't really know each other. So it was very curious to see that uh, even though there were few studios, there were, there was already a scene in terms of having like uh, developers and people trying to develop games, trying to put together studios. So it was the very first opportunity they had to meet face to face in a in a common uh, space <laughs> in a common venue, and then they realized that uh, there was a 
an independent game scene. And uh, so it was very, very thrilling to see that happening. Eliana, so you did you find that there was a lot of demand for something like this when you started trying to uh, yeah, you know, gather like speakers? A, my challenge at the, the the first year was to put uh, the entire Latin America continent in the radar as a development hub, not only as a market. Uh, the world already knew that uh, we play a lot of games, but uh, it was not clear if there was a development scene here, if there was potential. That was the main challenge, and we are happy to say that after eight years, we accomplished that challenge, and uh, now people want to see what's going on here. Besides, of course, generating uh, business for the studios, as we we always uh, network on, on international events like GDC or Gamescom, and at the end, uh, we started to welcome those publishers, those decision makers in Sao Paulo. And so there is now a wave of people coming in to Brazil every year and business is happening. Yeah, it, what it was um, throwing your own big festival net you instead of just attending festivals in other countries or, or conferences? Ah, it's, it, well, first... As I mentioned, it put us on the radar, like we exist as an industry, not as isolated studios. Oh, there's a great studio in Sao Paulo, there's a great studio in Rio, or there are some studios elsewhere in Latin America. Now uh, we we exist as a place, like so people come and they spend much more time when they come to Brazil. They have they're much more willing to. Uh, network with more freedom in a more relaxed way than when we go to international markets, which is mm. very, very, very competitive in terms of time of the people that we want to talk. So when they they come to Brazil, they come with a free spirit to network. <laughs> Even watching the people, because Big Festival has a a, a large B two C component, like around twenty thousand people come and play indie games for on those days. So and the curatorship of, of the games there it's international. So when when the publishers, the decision makers, the investors they come and and they see the 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 audience, like the the normal people that come to Big Festival playing indie games, they tell us that is a, a very nice experience. Like it's 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 watching uh, a game in a different environment, how we play, how we have fun, and uh, families, kids, professionals, all together in the same place. So this is very nice. Yeah, we, we managed to create uh, a very, very cool mix uh, from also from like uh, the, the, the people who come every year, like uh, from abroad, they say we managed to create a very, very interesting mix because we we put together, as Eliana was saying, a B two C side and a B two B side. The B two B is very separate, meaning that it's not it's not that you're going to be bothered by <laughs> like uh, families and kids playing while you're doing business. Uh, but just on the side of the B two B, you can go out and actually talk to like uh, young developers and uh, people who are very curious about the industry and they want to talk about the development of games. So there is a very to answer your question, there is like a very lively 
uh, scene going on right now uh, with a lot of uh, talents, uh, a lot of people coming into the industry, a lot of willingness to to do the very uh, the the next great game, the next great indie game, and uh, with more and more like uh, professional studios also emerging. So uh, it's it's a very very exciting moment for the industry in Brazil and in Latin America in general. And uh, I think uh, the publishers, uh, the international publishers are realizing, have been realizing that for a few years now, and they are coming more and more to see what is going on because uh, we could uh, very soon become a, a super territory for game development. Yeah, one thing that I, I'd like to add is that when we started, we also, like, uh, my role is to create business opportunities for Brazilian independent studios. I have I run a program in partnership with the Brazilian uh, uh, Export Promotion Agency called Brazil Games. Uh, that's what helps us to, to, to bring country delegations to those major events. And Big Festival is our major event, the main important event. So when we started eight years ago, we also had in mind that we should give a benchmark to our studios at that time, that what was the best being produced in terms of indie games in the world. We wanted them to see, to play, and to also uh, watch other people playing their own games. Because the, the festival is international. It's We receive like about 500 games from more than 50 countries every year. So it's really a, a good... Uh, uh, how do you say vitrine? I don't know how to say that in English. Uh, window. A good window uh, 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 to see the most recent productions and to uh, as a benchmark to our own uh, developers to see, wow, why my game is not uh, the top, this one. Uh, let me see what they're doing in Poland. Let me see what they're doing in Argentina. So we give them that opportunity. Big festival and you know Brazil Games uh, as an organization, uh, but I guess more specifically, big festival. How does it make money, and is it a profitable venture, or is this something where it's like uh, this is important to foster that community that we were talking about? Yes, uh, we try to make money, and uh, we do make money with the festival with uh, sponsorships. But uh, the 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 festival is still free for for the B two C side. So if you just want to come and play games or if you want to come and uh, watch a session, a talk, a keynote, it's still free. The only part that is paid for is the B2B area as mostly as a, you know, a barrier of entry so that we only have like more uh, mature right. and professional studios uh, talking to the very, you know, important <laughs> uh, industry players that are coming here. So that's why I say we have, I think, found a good mix and a good balance to foster both um, business and studios and also the, 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 the ED scene as a whole. Yeah, Brazil Games on the other side is a non-profit organization and uh, our role is, is very much uh, linked to Big Festival because of the reasons I mentioned. It is the most important uh, event uh, for us in the, in the continent. So we... Uh, we we create all the B2B content because of our relationships with, with publishers. And so uh, this, usually we deliver, just to let you know, 
about 120 uh, content sessions, tracks varying from everything, monetization, mobile, well, the, the artistic uh, creativity and etc. At me, Big Digital, that is, it's a, a new version that uh, we are setting up because of the pandemic. Uh, we are going to uh, deliver about 15 to 20 sessions, also for free, with a very high level speakers from Brazil and international scenes. Yeah, I was going to say that that's um, so. I mean, that seems like this. This is the transition to digital, which everyone is is dealing with. Uh, but uh, you know, the way both of you described it, the value in big festivals specifically was um, in sponsors reaching out to customers or businesses networking to one another, and this is where you could monetize a festival. Um, how does how do you transition that value into a digital space? I, is it possible? Well, it's still the same model, basically. Of course, there it's quite different because there are limitations uh, in terms of what you can actually do for like sponsorship packages and all. But uh, we we try to respect the same concept, which is as Eliana was saying, the sessions are free, the the business meetings are paid for, and we have sponsorships that uh, include uh, communication packages. Uh, the, your logo on the website, which is the same thing that we do with the physical event. You have your logo in the arena of the event, in the venue. Um, so it's pretty similar. And uh, we get the money from sponsorships. And of course, um, now for Big Digital, the, the main focus is business. So most of the sponsors are, uh, or all the sponsors are, are B2B related, right? So it's their endogenous uh, brands, you know, from from the industry. Uh, whereas in the physical event, we can get both, you know, uh, sponsors who want to speak to the the more to the general audiences, the to the B two in the B two C area, and also the B two B sponsors. So that's the main difference because we chose it. Uh, we thought that what was really needed, and again, uh, going back to your previous question. Uh, of course, we want to make money, but we want to make sure that it works. Um, right. I'm, I'm a producer myself, uh, and I've been working with uh, movies uh, for most of my life. And I know how it is important to have a space for you to find, uh, you know, investors, uh, distributors, and, you know, money to make your projects and uh, partners. So we try to respect, uh, the whole idea is to respect the creativity, the creativity of the indies, and uh, the possibility of doing great stuff or generating great works. Yeah, and it seems like there's definitely still a, a lot of demand for um, bringing people together. I mean, of course, there is in a pandemic hopefully, where people have hopefully. to stay apart. Yeah, yeah, uh, but but like, I mean, you think in a normal world, right? We. Um, <clears throat> A, an investor could be like, oh, I could go to this festival or I could just go to the next one. And, you know, I know I'm going to go to E3 or I know I'm going to go to GDC and I can make some deals there. Uh, but in a world with without like those sure things, um, having uh, having someone like a big festival stand up and say, hey, we're still going to find ways to bring you people together. Uh, that seems like it would have a lot of value, right? We are preparing and we are getting ready for different scenarios, uh, just like we have managed to put together the big digital because we already had our own platform for matchmaking uh which before was used 
only to give you a table number where you would meet so that like, you know, people coming from abroad would set up meetings and, uh, and then get a table number to meet uh, the other side face to face. We adapted that. It's our own platform. We adapted that for, you know, the online meetings, uh, looking at what other events and other platforms are doing and getting, trying to get the best from all of them. And we are also getting ready for, you know, we postponed the physical event to January, last week of January. And of course, we are following to see what is going to happen. We hope it's going to be back to normal, whatever normal looks like after this. But we are also getting ready to to have a mixed uh, version of the festival, meaning that uh, maybe some people don't want to come down and 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 you know travel from abroad to Brazil to the festival. So we'll have like a, a mixed version so that we can have both physical uh you know meetings and also virtual meetings and both combined and also we can have speakers speaking from abroad on the stage live so you know we have both uh scenarios being worked for january and for now i mean uh, the adaptations that we did in our platform have been working quite well we already have 100 and uh, i think 50 companies uh registered uh, almost 200 professionals registered for the business meetings and it's still like uh, almost a month to go so we are pretty confident that uh, we are going to find a solution to to whatever situation we have to face I, someone approached me at E3 a few years back and they're like, oh, uh, you know, I work in esports and you'll never guess like who, what's the most uh, up and coming country or region for e, for esports growth or whatever. Uh, and I did a little like quick math in my head and I was like, well, it's going to be one of the BRIC countries, Brazil, Russia, India or China. I'm like, China's already pretty big. Uh, you know, India's getting there. Uh, Russia's got its own interest. I'm like, I'm just going to say Brazil. And I'm like, you know, I guess Brazil. And turned out that was the case. Um, now. So since then, I, I mean, has Brazil, um, I guess my question is, is Brazil uh, finding its own path? Is it defining itself beyond, especially in like the mind of someone like me, who's, you know, just a, you know, a, a slob of an American who's like, oh yeah, it's one of the BRIC countries. It, are, are you guys finding a way to define yourselves uh, on your own terms? Uh, is is all of this part of that? Yes, uh, I would say yes. I don't know how Eliana sees it. Um, not necessarily with esports. With esports, we're still like uh, we have like uh, players. Uh, we don't really have many esports games. Uh, we have mm-hmm. a couple, um, uh, but in terms of players, we do. In terms of indie games in general, that's for sure, and that's uh, that's uh, I think what is attracting everybody here. As I said, we have like this this mix of you know a lot of creativity, a lot of energy, and uh, a progressive professionalization of, of, of the studios and of the professionals, and uh, some studios becoming quite big, even abroad. Uh, so we have a mixture of, of all of that. And on top of that, we have a lot of, you know, um, a very peculiar way of looking at things, and that translates in, in into something quite different for for you know you can find that all over all across the the creative uh, media the creative industries uh and also games of course uh, because we do it you know even though we we are like close in terms of time zone to you know both europe and the us uh we are not 
we are culturally closer to to the the Western world, uh, but still quite different in our own terms, if you know what I mean. So mm-hmm. uh, there are many, you know, uh, publishers interested in that in that specific approach that we have, that specific uh, flavor that we have, and I think that will generate um, a lot of uh, different stuff, a lot of uh, very interesting stuff that. Uh, the world is going to to see very soon, um, and uh, I think I was thinking about your question: if we are in a in our infancy, or how how early in the process are we? I think we are like uh, you know in in the late teens, almost uh, the adulthood. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are about to make that turn. It's it's. I hope Big Festival can uh, can help uh, guide uh, the professionals doing that turn and uh, make the connections with the rest of the world. How about, how about you, Eliana? Do, do you think that uh, uh, Brazil is finding its own, it, its way to uh, to voice its own style and its own, its own aesthetics? Yeah, I do. I do believe that uh, we are on the verge of uh, becoming really important uh, in terms of what, mm-hmm. what we put into the world. And that's that's what uh, we hear from from everybody when 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 we like we meet people in San Francisco. I say, "Wow, man, are you coming to São Paulo next year? Because it's really far away." And they say, "Yeah, we are going because there's something going on there. There is there is a twist. There is a a style. There is something uh, that 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 tells me that I have to go." And everybody keeps me asking, "What is going on?" And the only way uh, to see is to feel it. Like there's no, no other way. Like it's a, it's a new country for most of uh, publishers and uh, industry people. So yes, I do believe that uh, I'm I'm positive that uh, we are getting more and more professionalized. And on the other hand, we also have a bunch of uh, really indie studios that are coming up and out. Uh, that take value of what we deliver at back. And so they have the space to uh, work with their independent uh, vibe, uh, but it's still getting some knowledge or whatever they want from Big Festival. Are you worried that uh, the pandemic has disrupted or, or you know, uh, thrown off the tracks, the progress that you've made so far? Of course, we have to worry about this. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's our job to worry about this, but uh, we'll, we'll make every effort to, to, you know, go back on track because the difficulties to put together like an event and to put together anything really are always very big, you know, and uh, we always manage to, to find a way somehow. So, yes, we are worried, but we work we will work to to make it happen that's yeah the the, the industry itself it 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 is much more stable the game industry than the rest mm-hmm. of the other sectors that we we analyze so but it's everywhere right like we cannot yeah. just take an industry and separate for the entire economy of the planet and say the world is going to be all right we hope so very soon but uh, we are we are like we are not uh, closing any studios in São Paulo or in Brazil. 
we are we are going on we we have this vision that uh, from the beginning that uh, we should develop our games to the world so most of the studios export so uh we are very open also so but it's the pandemic is as as i've said like it's it's really a disaster for the global economy. Uh, we are we are better than the, the others, but uh, it has to stop sooner than later. But there are a few things we can add uh, in re- in relation to the games industry here in Brazil, because as we've been saying, the studios are not very big, um, which might be an advantage at this point because they they have very lean structures um, that you know can you know deliver a lot for not much and we also have you know an uh, 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 an advantage now in terms of currency because uh, there was a, a strong devaluation of our currency in relation mm-hmm. against the dollar and the euro so it, it's even cheaper <laughs> to produce right. here with lean structures yep. so i think we are in a ba- uh, in a good shape in terms of industry to to you know deliver and to be a, a, a even a, an even better option for you know publishers and 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 bigger studios and bigger companies from abroad. I, I brought this up on previous episodes, so listeners might remember it. But uh, I always point to um, Australia during the the Great Recession in two thousand eight. It was um, it was a really you know a, a hot hub for. Like support studios for uh, big game publishers, they would turn to studios in Australia and say, "Hey, we'll get some help from them. It's uh, you know, it's more affordable or whatever." And then once the you know the recession happened, that dried up quickly because um, big publishers got risk adverse. But it seems like um, I think the world is more connected today, and and the, those same publishers might not make that same uh, move to sort of. Um, to turtle themselves and to pull themselves in and say, let's not, you know, let's be very risk adverse. I think they know they have to rely on uh, labor around the world. Uh, and, and do you get that sense? Do, do either of you get that sense that, uh, that companies are still like, no, we could still find uh, value here in Brazil. Well, I got the, 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 from, I, I talk a lot with the publishers and companies, you know, to find sponsors and to find the speakers and to right. find partners and it's actually the, the the other way around. I see an increase in the interest for the region, right. for Brazil specifically, because, as I said before, I think we are in a good place. So hopefully it won't be the case that you mentioned, just like in happened in, in Australia. And also, again, as a as a, an option, uh, both for you know external development and also uh, development of original IP, Brazil is is midway between Europe and and the US, and that is a great advantage in terms of uh, yeah uh, working online and stuff. The hours are better. We you know have a stronger connection uh, both you know to Europe and the US, and I think that makes a big difference. I, yeah, I I don't think I, I totally agree with Gustavo. Of course, there's money, how much it costs, but it was never just about it because you have India, you have China, uh, they're cheaper, you have Poland. It's about what I hear very much is about uh, communicating what Gustavo just said, being on a, mm-hmm. on a time zone that is efficient for uh, everybody that is remotely connected. 
and being open culturally. We are a multicultural country. We have so many mixes here, Japanese, Arabic. So being multicultural uh, and open to communicate is an advantage that I, we have, and I always hear about that. Uh, doing things in partnership could be outsourcing, external development, or a partnership or a publishing deal. Uh, is about being able to uh, communicate, to connect. And we are good at that, it seems. <laughs> yeah, and I heard more than once from publishers that come to Big, big Festival, they don't really uh, buy games. It took me a while to understand that. They buy the mm -hmm. game. <laughs> right. They see, you know, because the games you can always improve. And, yeah, you know, and, and guessing the, what's going to be a hit is so hard, right? They want to yeah. know that the people are reliable. Yeah, reliable, and they're going to be there to 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 go through the process. And uh, more and more, we have like crews that are reliable crews, and you know that are more experienced, that have tried and failed, and or have tried and succeeded. And that experience, that that cumulative experience, is something that is starting to show a lot. And I think it will make a big difference. Excellent. Uh, well, Eliana, Gustavo, thank you both so much for taking the time to talk with me. I really appreciate it. Ah, thank, thank you. you. Do, uh, do you want to get the dates for uh, Big Digital so people can uh, pay attention once it starts happening? Sure. Uh, Big Digital will happen from June 22 to 26. And the sessions, the online sessions will happen on the 24th and 25th. The, the online sessions are free. And uh, the, the business meetings from the 22nd to the 26th are paid for, but they're at around $65 per company. So per user, meaning, but uh, for per company. So just go to bigfestival.com.br and uh, register. Thank you to everybody for listening. I'll be back next week with a new episode. Until then, take care of yourself. Have a good one and goodbye. Thank you Bye. Thank very you. much. Bye.